What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Blue My Fearless. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Files Podcast. Today's date is March 19, 2019. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Reese Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Music Files. It's been a little while, but we're back to chop it up with you guys about more music um, releases and news. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, I finally got hey, some of the new gear. Swag on. Got the hoodie. The fire. Beanies. Yeah. Finally got my own. So, <laughs> definitely head on to the site and grab some for yourself. Super soft. Super nice. Also, I don't have this one. I don't have the... We did just release a coffee table book. Ooh. Um, that was months in the working. This is true. We'll probably show you at the end of this podcast, but you can also see that in the store. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've definitely been working. In other news, we have also started a new category on the website, a news segment uh, where it's more of a you know daily writing and daily kind of reporting and light analysis of what's happening around and you know the culture. And uh, of course, it's always going to be some niche and obscure shit. That's what we love, but we already have some posts on there, and we're actually going to talk about two of them here. So, just a lot of things happen. Yeah. <clears throat> so, we're going to hop right into it, uh, starting with the news, like always. Uh, first item is Cardi B is making her feature film debut, apparently, mm. alongside Jennifer Lopez, Kiki Palmer, Constance Wu for a movie called Hustlers. Mm. And what do you think you will be your guess her role is? <laughs> That's funny. Probably something sexy, I'm assuming. <laughs> Where she's moving. <laughs> I don't know much, but I'm I'm sure it's got some kind of flair involved. <laughs> she's playing a stripper. Uh, uh, hey. They're all playing strippers. She's played one she's before. Story. She should be great. Yeah, very typecast here. Uh, she's... <laughs> Her and her castmates are a group of strippers who turn the tables on their wealthy Wall Street clients. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a thriller. Uh, uh, so she's making her debut, and I guess they're about to start filming. All right. All right, Cardi. Getting to the bag out here. She definitely is. And <laughs> like I said, I mean, definitely typecast for her. So I don't know, you know. I'm interested to see how she is in the movie because, I mean... J-Lo, you know, she's a bit shaky when she first started, but I think she's kind of established herself as a real actor out here. Right. I think that's a cool uh, little gig for her. I think if she gets to talk to J-Lo a lot, it might be a good mentor a little bit to talk to a little bit about just transitioning, navigating the game, being a musician and a movie star. I I I don't know, but I I'm a, I'm I can guess that it's probably going to do very well on opening weekend just because she's in it. Oh yeah, a lot of people just you know they're gonna see it just to see how she does. Yeah, if she's trash. I'm not gonna go to the theaters to see it, see how she does, most likely. But I will see it eventually. <laughs> to see how she does. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna leave the house, but it'll I'll definitely see what's good. <laughs> So, as I said, we have started our own kind of news segment part of the website. And I said that we're going to talk about some of the newer pieces that just went up over the last couple of days. And one actually just went up today, 
so it's involving a cheesemaker, a Swiss cheesemaker, and hip hop. Hmm. So apparently, they've been doing a study to see if aging cheese to music, uh, specific genres of music, will help the flavor and taste of it. Uh-huh. And they've been doing this for months now, and I guess they finally released the results of it, and <laughs> the winner was hip hop. Yeah. Get the best cheese. And they aged a giant wheel of a metal cheese, which is very popular over here in Europe, to a tribe called Quest. <laughs> Specific song called Jazz, we've got. There it is. So just some weird, interesting <laughs> news that you really would not expect uh, <laughs> to kind of see paired together. A Swiss cheese maker and a tribe called Quest. And... Aging it on a 24-hour loop. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of tight, though. Interesting. The 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 way they, you know, go through the airwaves is affecting the cheese in, in such a such a way that the vibes just... Do you think it, it actually have an effect, though? <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, to be honest with you. <laughs> cheese, cheese. I don't you know. know. Whatever those cheese taster, sommelier-type people do, I'm sure... I guess that, I mean... They went all out with it. Let me see. So they did it for six months on 24-hour loop. And they had an independent company and uh, examined all the wheels and taste them. And then they also had a jury of culinary experts who did a double round of blind testing. <laughs> they so that hip-hop flavor. all of this? I mean, if, if anything, it is great pub- publicity for, you know, them actually doing this. Because, look, we're talking about it. Right. And, uh. I just shout out the guy. His name is Beat Wampfler. Word. Hell of a name. And his Swiss cheese company. Word. He should name that so cheese tribe called Quest. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely, I mean, for sure, you got to now. But definitely head on to the site, check out the article, and uh, let us know what you think about it in the comments. What do you think they should have aged it to, if not a tribe called Quest? <laughs> That's interesting. Next Another article directly from the site. Um, so MySpace, it is apparently still a thing and still around. Still alive. And, and I don't know if you heard, but uh, they have reported that they have just lost around 50 million songs in a server transfer. And oh. along with 50 million songs, is like a bunch of other content, like pictures and what, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, everything that's accumulated from like, a lot of, not everything, but a lot of stuff does accumulate from 2002 to 2015. Oh. So a 12-year period, they lost over 50 million songs in a server transfer. That's the golden era of MySpace. They just threw away. Yeah, I mean. They just threw away I, their gold. It doesn't really impact me because, or most people, because I, I don't even know anybody who still has MySpace or uses it. Right. But that's like so much history, you know? <laughs> For real. That's like the early Wild West days of, of the internet. Like, MySpace music was such a big thing. Yeah. When we were on there, you know, putting your songs in there, discovering people. That's discovering when Soldier Boy like, came out. Kind of SoundCloud before SoundCloud. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's crazy. It's a little sad that, you know, they lost all that shit. And <laughs> it is, I think though. it was more intentional because it's hard to just lose it. I, I don't think they wanted the, the cost associated with bringing over all that stuff. But yeah, and I'm pretty sure the people who lost some of it probably didn't even notice. 
but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a big piece of, you know, internet history right there. Gone. Yeah. It's probably a lot of old stuff that, you know, you probably won't find anywhere now because MySpace was probably just a little time uh, capsule for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's most of it's probably gone forever. Um, That's crazy. I mean, fun fact. I had a ton of playlists and music on my page, and it took my page a good like ten minutes to load because of it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had heavily curated playlists on my page with like I had, like a different song like every other day, basically. Yeah, it's like a special coded background with like the top of it oh, to yeah. drop I and everything. Like I definitely had the GIF background, animated background. All you know, people had like glitter coming down on their page or snow or some shit, and right. it was a fucking mess. But um, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Damn, I don't think that's gonna What's help them. Next, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Justin Timberlake still owns it or not. <laughs> JT, I don't know. I can't remember. But in other news, people are still getting sued over music on the daily. Peloton, who is apparently a billion-dollar valued bike exercise company, kind of one of those trendy, one of those bullshit trendy type of you know exercise things that's out there today. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I don't, I just my first time hearing about it, but it kind of sounds like Soul Cycle. Uh, I don't know if you heard about that, hmm. but apparently they have a four billion dollar valuation. It's like a lifestyle they're selling. You know, I'm sure they sell like apparel and shit that says all that. But yeah, so it's basically a bike exercise course where they give you music videos and stuff to exercise to, but basically based on playlist and songs and genres that you can kind of choose from what type of you want to hear while you're doing it and mm-hmm. they do the exercises all based around music mm. and apparently they've been using a lot of music a lot of people's music for free without getting proper licensing uh, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the names and you tell me if <laughs> what the fuck they were thinking so they've been using songs from the likes of Ed Sheeran, Lady Gaga, Rihanna, Drake, Bruno Mars, and Ariana Grande, all without permission. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. The fact that they thought one of those names would be okay. Not just one. <laughs> all of those all names. All of those names. That's like a quick way to get like the pants suit off of you. <laughs> like you have no money like, after this, and you're going to owe so much more than you spent already. Like. That's crazy. Like, do they not know they have huge legal teams behind all these? Yeah, items? you know how many people eat off of those people. <laughs> like, they're gonna be <laughs> nah. You can't just stream my shit and, and sell it with a product that you made and, and think it's cool. Like, so I guess they give you like exercise equipment, like at home type of equipment, and they offer like streaming features like streaming songs and they included thousands of those songs on there that's crazy huh what the fuck were they thinking that's so weird that's like basically distribution without paying the artist 
Yeah, I mean the the licensing is specifically called sync licenses for publishers and songwriters. Oh, yeah, it's basically like okay, yeah, it's basically like doing a movie and then using a song without getting permission for it, which is obviously everybody fucking knows you can't do that. Yeah. So to think that they've been doing this for this long, <laughs> that's crazy. Since 2017. And I don't think I mentioned exactly how much they're being sued for, but they are being sued for $150 million. Thanks. <laughs> That's about how much Zion Williamson's Nike deal is rumored to be. <laughs> if he even goes for Nike. But, what, again, what the fuck were they thinking? Damn. <laughs> That's so, that's crazy though. Like Drake, Ariana Grande. Like, like I'm gonna pick the most popular people. I, I mean, it Drake, makes sense Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, kind of Lady Gaga, Rihanna. But to just put it Bruno on there Mars. for free and sell your thing is kind of crazy. <laughs> you, somebody for sure should have been fired for this. <laughs> I don't see anything in here, but somebody like how <laughs> half their staff, yeah. like half the upper management, that shit is crazy. Should be. How do you even? How does some? I, I mean, I honestly don't know how something like that even gets screenlit. Everybody should have known insane. about this. If that's their only product, then they're going bankrupt. It's literally built around like the only reason it's popular is because it's built around like music. Mm. They have to sell it to a streaming platform or partner with like Spotify or Apple or somebody. Uh, they they just did a. I'm pretty sure they just did a big deal, or they're closing a deal. Well, if they partner with like Apple, then that could alleviate. It's not Apple, but it's no, it's nobody. I don't think like major, major, but mm. it's big enough that I'm pretty sure. I have a hard time seeing it going through, considering this fucking massive lawsuit yeah. is coming. Huh? Weird. It's just stupid. Like I, I just don't. I don't. A child, I think, at this point, understands <coughs> you can't do that. You know? Like, yeah. To think that you're trying to build a whole business around music and not, and thinking that you can get away without licensing right. these massive artists is like, all right. Yeah, that's crazy. Not a surprise. <laughs> that's so Not weird. a surprise. Well, get ready to get rid of that <laughs> 150 mil or more. They might get punitive damages. <laughs> Be looking at a quarter billion if <laughs> shit gets crazy. In other music kind of royalty licensing news, Ariana Grande, you know, her song Seven Rings, which is probably very familiar to a lot of people out there because it sounds almost exactly like my favorite things. Yeah. So it turns out apparently it already had like 10 songwriting credits on it. Like, I didn't know it would take 10 people to write that song. But 90% of those royalties are going to the states of Richard Rodgers and Oscar Hammerstein II. Damn. Who created my favorite things. Damn. That's crazy. 90%. Huh. She must have really just wanted that hit. That's crazy. I mean, it it was obvious, like dun 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 dun. Oh, it's almost first, like literally when it opened up, I was like, "Oh, this is my favorite things." Right, like instant. 
It's almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, this the formula though. That's the uh, pop star formula. Is to use somebody else's shit. Yeah, but most aren't doing it to give them ninety percent of their royalties. Yeah, but as as we're finding out, they they, they lucky they're not taking a hundred. You know, because apparently. Oh, they. I mean, they went to there before, obviously, but apparently they didn't, didn't even bother negotiating. They just agreed with the ninety percent and went ahead with it. So to me, that just says that she really wanted the hit. On this, on her song, and she plans to make it up all off of touring and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably why she was so mad the uh, Grammys wouldn't let her perform that song. Because <laughs> that's the song well, she requested. They said nah. Ninety percent is still a lot, and I'm sure it's made a lot of fucking money by She's now. She's trying to get more streams off. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean. The trade-off. Would you trade that off the ninety percent for you know it kind of it did kind of help like catapult her career even further? I mean, why not? She just put out an album six months ago, and like I'm sure those splits are crazy, but like I don't think uh, she needs the money. I'm sure, probably most of her songs are damn near fifty percent. Between, like, all the songwriters and everything else. Well, like, because I saw in an interview with her, she has, like, a team of, like, five people that are her best friends that write for her all the time. Yeah. So she has at least so, like, five I... people, like, credited probably every song. And this song had ten, and that was before she had to <laughs> cut it with the 90% to Richard Rogers. Yeah. So how much do you think she's getting? Well, shit. I'm pretty sure 5%? she's... 5%? Maybe? Yeah. All her money's coming from Maybe? the tours, probably. But, yeah, because how much is you know her label taking from that? And I'm sure they're eating off of her real good. She keeps you know a lot of lights on. Ninety <laughs> percent is just a big number to give up <laughs> creatively, for sure. But I mean, she follows somebody else's rubric, like blueprint. To I mean, don't get me wrong, it. it definitely helped her. Uh, that song combined with everything else that for this last album definitely helped her. Yeah. I think more career wise than if she didn't have it, but damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Needed it. All right, that was it for the news. There wasn't too much going on. Um, mm. So before we get into like kind of our main topic of today's episode, we just talk about recent music that has come out. What have you been listening to? What, you know, should people check out? Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of random stuff. <clears throat> there's been a lot that's dropped in the last two weeks. Yeah, there's been a whole lot. and it's, But it hasn't really been any crazy heavy hitters, per se. No. Um, but, you know... I mean, second tier, I would say, like, or just below. Just below. I've dropped. Like, I think there's artists that, like, yeah, like, two chains. Um, mm-hmm. He drops. You, you got a chance to listen to that, too, right? I did. So let's just talk about two chains right now. Um, I'm probably going to do an opinion piece at some point. Rapper go to the lead. The feature, future, uh, at some point this week. About why I think Two Chains is the most underrated, one of the most underrated, well, the most underrated hip hop artists, and one of the most underrated 
artists in general out there today. Mm-hmm. But before I, you know, I get to do that, I'll talk about the album. And I think the album is continues to show just how fucking versatile and underrated he is. Yeah. Because he showed that he can really rap on the last one, but the music was still, you know, geared towards that turn up type of sound. Yeah, he was and trap street sound. Catered more towards the like party club life. Yeah, party, trap, you know, whatever. But this one I was surprised in the super like introspective content heavy direction he went here. Yeah. He didn't actually like this album is the opposite, I feel like, of the last almost one. the exact opposite of pretty girls like trap music. Yeah. Which is crazy for an artist to do and it like work, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you really wouldn't expect that from him in specific because he's kind of made a whole <clears throat> career off of that more trap turn up club type of sound. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Like, two chances over here trying to like drop gems and knowledge and shit. And I was like, hey. I mean, from the jump, from the opening track, Forgiven. Yeah. That was crazy intro. Which is one of my favorite songs. But he set the tone. Um, he was like, yo, you're not listening to like, you know, some some what you think of 2 Chainz pretty much. like Yeah. Basically, any preconceptions I had of it, because I didn't really know what it was going to be, were thrown out of the window. Because, I mean, even that title, Rapper Girl League, you kind of expect it to be like playing to like those cliches about the, you know, neighborhood. Yeah. Good boy. I thought it might be like warm up music, like some high energy, like. Trap yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. was really, and they had LeBron uh, EPing it, yeah. which again, I even thought, okay, so this is going to be like kind of that hood, that typical hood story of, you know, making it or, you know, rattle the trunk. Like, you know. But no. Yeah, no. No, not at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is not, no, not at all. This is, this is, he gets pretty heavy on here. Even, like I said, on the opening track, he talks about, People by almost name and his life and shit and people dying and and not like in a glor glorified way, just like in a real traumatic kind of sentiment. Yeah. And I was shocked, but I was pleasantly surprised because I think he gave us some of his best bars he's ever given us. Yeah, his best real bars, like not like like some anybody could say that like it's yeah not like slick wordplay because he's always known for like slick wordplay and like funny kind of lines and shit like that and he has all that still yeah that's in here for sure with that combined with like the shit that he's actually saying like it just hit a lot different than yeah used to getting from him definitely songs i think that stood out just songs that like jump out immediately were like ncaa um of course and I thought That's that was probably the hardest, hardest song on the whole thing. I thought that was dope too with LeBron's like sort of cosine of the project. Yeah. Like so like an NBA player also saying these things almost. It was almost like, yo, this is why I didn't go to college, my <laughs> you know, like NCAA. That's not why he didn't go to college, but yeah. No, I know that's not why, but like if if he could LeBron get a Nike was the deal chosen one since he was fucking fifteen, his was a little different. Yeah, but you know, if if you could get a Nike deal while you're a freshman in college you know that I would change things. He still wasn't going to college. I know. I'm just saying for like Zion and niggas like that, like RJ. You know they could be having no, I agree. big Trust deals. Me, I agree. I'm a Division One athlete. I understand. That's why this song definitely hit me. Yeah. 
specifically because like yeah yeah you know what it was about it in like a real way like every hooper that listened to the song was immediately like yeah (laughs) yeah this is the song (laughs) right this is it exactly like these are the and it's probably the hardest beat and song on the entire yeah ncaa is dope um high top versace actually grew on me because i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it same because when i first heard it i was like i'm not really feeling this like i thought i might yeah at all even now, it's still kind of generic, right? You know, type of, but better than when I first heard it. Yeah, but um, yeah, NTAA and uh, let's see, Mama hit Mama. I hit a lick like that follows right after. That's crazy that those are right next to each other. Um, the intro, like you said, forgive. It's definitely interesting, different than I was kind of expecting. Yeah, from them. I never know what type of song I'm going to get from, like, a Kendrick feature. That's know? what I'm saying. People always try to choose different, like, aspects of him. He comes with it so different with. and crazy. Like, yeah, you just don't know what kind of character he has in mind when he comes at the track. Like, you're like, wait, what's he going to do? Not your conventional, just, like, here's here's a 16. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't just go wrap your head off type of shit. You know? Yeah, which I wouldn't have minded. I'm, just, no? you know, but I don't know. I don't know but, if that's Kendrick's best verse. I mean, best feature either, though. No. So, is it? I don't know. I'd have to rethink about it. But his feature is always the worst aspect of him. So. <laughs> He, I like remember I had this talk with you before about Kendrick's features and and how like they worry me sometimes just because like it feels like he doesn't care at like how with good certain he is artists as a, solo, as a individual artist and then to come up certain features it's kind of like what yeah because some of them he like annihilates the original artist or like just makes it crazy like like nostalgia with Pusha T he made that I mean crazy. What, was, what was the song he did with. Big Sean. Oh, it was Control. Control. It was Big Sean. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, where he just ate Big Sean on his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But then it'll come with shit like he did with Eminem or... Oh, my God. I like hate Will that song. or a bunch of other shit. Like, so, I, like I said, I never know. But, I mean, it was a cool song. Yeah. For me, Statute of Limitations yep. is fucking... Hard. I probably played that, that one the most. Is so tough. That like sample, obviously the beat because the sample is it's crazy automatic, a- like. and that's what's crazy too. That's like a classic trap like bop, but like it's slightly slowed classic. down. Like it's like a few beats per minute lo- less than it used to be. I think, and like it's crazy. Yeah, and the drums definitely hit hard. Yeah, and just he fucking bodies the track. Like yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy and like the nostalgia he, he gets in his samples in the album is dope like it, it kind of feels like he's taking us back a little bit too like even with the beat selection like he's talking about his his earlier life coming you know like he basically chose to rap or go to the league so it's kind of cool this like window of two chains he gave us i mean for me i think in terms of like turn up songs this is his this is far weaker than pretty girl like oh music. yeah, like, by far. Like the songs that were supposed to be the kind of turn up club car songs really didn't hit. 
like on Pretty Girls Like Trap Music or like kind of expected. Mm-hmm. But his like introspective, like more serious toned songs yeah. are fucking fire. Like Definitely. Threat to Society. I don't know if you heard, but that song he was trying to get Jay-Z on. Oh, that's the song? I didn't. Yeah, yes. I heard about that. And good God, that shit would have been. That would, that's the song. That's the song. For- <laughs> that would, like, uh, after he told me that I heard it, I said that shit would have been fucking <laughs> That would have made 2 Chainz album a whole different story. Like, why did you not hop on that song? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then speaking of Ariana, then he, he showed us why he did that uh, remix. It was basically a swap with Ariana because she had vocals on... Um, one of the tracks I forgot, but it's called Rule the World. But yeah, that's how artists be doing with the swaps. You give me a verse, I give you a verse. Bada bing, bada boom. I mean, it's a cool. It's a cool song, I guess. I think I don't know. It's not Two Chain's contribution to her remix was better than hers to his song. Though. Hers it was pretty generic. It was just like more of just for the name, yeah, value than actual song. But two dollar bill, I love that Bay type of bounce ad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, like Sam. Like, I mean, he definitely got songs, bro. Like, yeah, they're just not as so crazy I mean, energy like the last project. Pretty yeah, the energy like just that, isn't so. as high as I expected on Pretty Gross. And, and I, I guess for like that reason, I kind of felt a little disappointed the first listen because I got the growth, but I still wanted to turn up, and then I listened to it again. Yeah. It was like that's what I'm saying because the songs that were supposed to be the turn up, like kind of give you that. Still, they just didn't hit. Yeah, like they were supposed to. Right. So as much as I did, especially love the album, coming off of his last album, which hit so fucking hard from front to back. Yeah. Right? So that's why my expectations were crazy weird, and but that's why I, like appreciated how he introed the album because it, it kind of set the tone. So like I wasn't. Um. So, as disappointed that I didn't get So like, would you have been better off if you think he would have like a 10 track kind of fully concept album? Probably, honestly. I think instead of trying to still kind of cater to that sound that people were expecting from him. Well, I think because he didn't stay within a full concept album, it can't be an album of the year because it's no. a partial it, no, but it is one of the strong. I think it does have some of the strongest songs to come out this year. Yeah, overall, yeah, it's definitely got it's, some of the hardest hitting content, like really well rounded out concepts in songs, like like we said we've been talking about. But and I think it really, if anything, it's important for him because it kind of really, I think, established him as not just like a personality or character, but like a fucking artist and a rapper. You yeah. know, like. Definitely. I think on par with some of these top guys. Yeah. You know? I think it ups his stock and gives credibility to um all the endorsements he already has, you know. So I, yeah, definitely earned earned him way more respect like in general in hip hop. But for those of you that have heard, you know, Rap Go League, let us know what you guys thought about the project. How do you think this stacks up to like his last stuff? Uh do you think, you know, just just your general thoughts, whatever. Um I'm gonna keep this kind of rolling. So, Solange. Solange. Solange came out with When I Get Home, and I was very excited. You were. When it dropped, because I loved a seat at the table, as you know. That was like almost, 
I don't know if it was my album of the year, but it was definitely up there for album. Yeah, definitely. It came out, I don't know, maybe two, three years ago. Yeah. But I don't know. This one was highly device device. How you say it? Divisive? Divisive among like her fans and like mm. just music fans in general from what I see online. Uh, like polarizing about like it. People, yeah. yeah 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 super polarizing oh i could see that for sure because it's where s- some people are like it's not the first one it's not the last one it's definitely not a seat at the table not no <laughs> and i was expecting a full-on kind of seat at the table kind of experience <laughs> yeah. again because after she showed me what she could do on a seat at the table, I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah. okay, like, I gotta listen, I gotta look out for it now, like, yep. I gotta take her seriously. I feel you. And my takeaway is I appreciate mm. what she does with her music. And I really appreciate specifically <clears throat> how she talks about our culture in, like, such a prideful way. Yeah. She takes, like, all of these stereotypes about, you know, us black people, black culture and tropes and kind of turns them on their head and uses them as like points of pride and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like unapologetically <laughs> black. Like her music is super unapologetically black. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that part of her music and that message. And she's definitely influenced her sister with that part. Of oh, yeah. Music the wokeness, in a huge fucking way. The woke B comes from <laughs> little sis. From her, for sure. But musically here, <laughs> I don't know. It was super meandering and wandering and Yeah. It was hard to get into. After all of my listens, I kept having to look down at the beginning to know which track I was on because for the yeah. first like five or six it all blended together completely like if like, I I never knew which like which song like the change like I was just like wait what like and it doesn't help that some tracks are like 20 second interludes or like <laughs> yeah you know? like it's or one crazy. minute you know side songs and shit like so it's it feels it's hard to stay engaged with for me. It was very hard to stay engaged. With. Yeah, it feels like a soundtrack to like an evening out, like 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 a like a cool smooth evening that's chill. Like, but not. It's so almost much. like jazz, like yeah. how free form it is, and like unexpected certain drops and like yeah, a little like, like Miles Miles Davis and shit. Yeah. Like it's got these odd open Which areas. Kind of brings me to my point of why how polarizing it is because then I have some jazz friends and some music, actual musicians and shit yeah. who like love the album because of that yeah. specific style. Yes, right. And basically defending it, saying that people can't really appreciate it because of you know that like yeah we're not. All music, professional musicians. <laughs> yeah. So you still kind of have to have that accessibility. I think, particularly when you are doing this kind of like this pop neo soul artist. Yeah. But like I said, I appreciate it. It's just 
It was very fucking hard for me to get into. Yeah. Unlike a seat at the table, which was still very artistic and abstract in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Musically, it was still very engaging. Yeah. And cohesive and like easy to get. And I think that enhanced their message even more because it was such so enjoyable that you wanted to like really be in tune with it. Yeah. It seems like she just had different objectives with these two projects. The first one completely she wanted to um seemingly inform the audience, but like with this one it seems more like she wants to give us a vibe. Like it's really just a vibe album. Like it, it feels like you, you put it on and you do other stuff. I you know, like it's a good album. Had it playing for cleaning kind of thing. You know, like yeah, I was, I was editing some articles and I did. I had it playing and for like didn't even notice until like five tracks later that it had basically ran through and started over again. Yeah, yeah, it's short. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I was like, oh shit! I was like, I'm, damn, did it start over? Yeah, it's like thirty thirty five minutes or something. Or I was like, tw- what did I just listen to? I. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know any it, it like sound or song that really just jumped out at me. Yeah, I can't pick a song. I don't know any of the songs. I just know the vibe. I know the feeling the album feels like, but like, I, I don't have a go-to for the project. Like, it's still kind of in that A Seat at the Table lane, like, aesthetically. It feels like an interlude. so deconstructed. <laughs> the whole album feels like an interlude between A Seat at the Table and whatever the next project yes. she puts out is going to be. Yeah, like, <laughs> so it's like so deconstructed and abstract that it's so fucking hard to like follow all the way through. Yeah, like I don't know if there's a storyline. Like I don't know. There is a concept, and it's basically an ode to her hometown of Houston. Oh, okay, which is why you get a lot of those Houston like hip hop like snippets and interludes mm-hmm. here, cuts here and there. Yeah, and like her <clears throat> what she talks about and stuff, but. I'm not from Houston, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just super insular and feels very personal to her. Whereas a seat at the table was more about the community, yeah, as a whole. Definitely, yeah, I get that. It was just tough. Like, it was, <laughs> eh. Yeah, nah. It's once again, I don't think is another project that's going to be considered an album of the year, but is definitely a, a solid project all the way around it's just i think it's one worth like analysis and now analyzing and analysis because mm-hmm. i think there are a lot of stuff to kind of get at it's just finding a way to kind of get into it to get at it you know what i'm saying definitely yeah but yeah tell us what you guys thought about the project and what side you kind of fall on, seeing as it has been so polarizing among the community and music fans and stuff. Uh, I think this compares to Seat at the Table. It doesn't. But <laughs> let us know in the comments wherever this goes up, as always. So, somebody who kind of is in that similar Neil Soul Lane, mm-hmm. Mariba. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this project. I have. The only way out. I didn't listen to it in full, but it came across, and yeah, I just haven't gotten all the way through. But yeah. So I had no idea who she was. Uh-huh. Uh, I just kind of saw it and saw who was on the track list and decided, okay, I'm gonna give this one a listen. Right. And I'm glad I did because it's fire. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of similar in that same lane, like I said, with her, because it isn't doesn't feel like a fully complete project because there are a ton of interludes and like short, you know, cuts here and there. Mm-hmm. But I love the way she like combines like soul, neo soul and like hip hop and mm. R and B together to like make this own like kind of unique sound. Mm. Almost to the point that I actually thought she was from like UK. Oh, that's what I was thinking when I first saw her. I didn't know. I don't know anything about her. So, like, I was thinking, oh, this is probably a UK artist. Like, I don't know. It sounds like a Georgia Smith kind of, like, Neil Soul type of lane, which a lot of UK artists are kind of in right now and dominating. Mm -hmm. But apparently she's from Atlanta. Huh. Well, that's what's up. But I I fucking loved it. Like, it was. Uh, I'm going to put that on my list. Heat wave, sandstorm, kinfolk. Oh, probably my top three. Songs. Oh, I think I heard kinfolk. That one was dope. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's a oh okay. I forgot about her. She. I love R and B. So yeah, thing. she's definitely gonna get played. She's a vibe <laughs> for sure. She's somebody you should definitely listen to. Hmm. One of my surprises of this month for sure. Yeah. Oh, and Planet You. Planet You's fire. It's just fire. It's fire. Yeah. Trust me. It's fire. This is up. I had a couple surprises too this month. Some weird little things. Um, I was actually surprised I saw Wyclef's name. Did you see that project? Wyclef had a project? He did not click on it, but I did see it. Yeah. No, I gave it a listen. It's actually not trash. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, there's songs on here like it's it's in traditional Wyclef fashion. Imagine 20 years ago saying you're surprised that you're, that a Fuji's members project Wyclef Jean is not trash. <laughs> well, because it seemed like after a certain period of time, Wyclef wanted to just keep putting out stuff like currency or something. Like it seemed like he wanted to just just like. I don't know. Like, put out too much. Like, I wasn't sure if he was, like, trying to make projects or just, like, talk on the microphone, you know, with music. Or be a president. Yeah, or be a president, you know, a Haiti, you know. But, hey, he's an ambassador, man. He's definitely out here spreading knowledge. But there's some cool songs on there. Um, And it's definitely dropping, you know, some jewels, like, in traditional Wyclef fashion. Um... There's a song called Hieroglyphics I'm messing with. Um, Baba is a pretty good one. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a few good joints. Uh, when a Rose Dies. There's no really like famous features, but um, it's cool hearing people that I don't know like with Wyclef because they actually do compliment him well. Um, it kind of seems like a tape where Wyclef is putting on other members of whatever squad he's got. So it's it's a interesting project. Definitely one worth um listening to if you have the time. Uh but yeah, it's not like a a crazy uh tape full of hits or anything like that. It's just a well done project. And there was one other weird thing uh, I found 
since we were just talking about UK artists, I found this weird... I was looking up uh, rap albums, and this guy named Dave... I don't know if you got a chance to check him out yet. But Dave's album, Psychodrama, was a big surprise to me. Um, I never heard of him. And usually when UK rappers are rapping, it sounds like they're like, man's not hot kind of stuff. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, nah, this time his bars and everything he had a he had a uh a lot of narrative about his life um he actually did a whole crazy dope thing that was reminded me like immortal technique with like this full song story of tragedy um the dancing with the devil song that immortal technique did so yeah it was pretty crazy i'd fuck with that check out dave from the uk So, um, before, you know, we move on to our final topic, I did want to touch on one album, like one big project that dropped before we get a chance to come back again and talk about the other music that we did not get a chance to come to, but Juice World released his debut album, uh, Death Race for Love. Yeah. Have you heard it? I have. I've been trying to give it a full straight through listen to, but I've been unable to listen to it through all the way in one sitting. But I've listened to all the songs. <laughs> it usually doesn't happen for me you when I listen to been. albums. I usually can like listen to a whole project, but for some reason I couldn't do that with the Juice World project. <laughs> um, so Juice World is a strange one for me. <laughs> for real, break it down. <laughs> Out of all these, you know, young up and coming rappers, artists, the young Lil's. he was the most that I kind of liked just because of his knowledge of like hip hop in general and like love for actual hip hop and the artists that came before him and the fact that when it came to like freestyling shit, like he could actually rap. Yeah. Like he'd proven that over and over again. But. <laughs> when it comes to his actual songs, I dead ass don't have a single song that I like I like a lot or think is like super fire. Yeah, there's not a fire song. I I could never say a fire Juice World song. I could give you probably two I could give you three good Juice World songs from the album. Okay, and cause the song that everybody knows him for is obviously the one that he stole from Sting Core. Reimagined from Sting, yeah. Uh, so it's not hard to like that song, considering it's a fucking cl- a classic. Yeah. Regardless, so it's not it's not a real hit. It's it's a it's not hard. Yeah. So I was really just kind of ex- went to see what he could do original material wise, you know. And right. he did have that one project with Future, and that shit was trash. Uh, but Jet Lag, like I still listen songs. to Jet Lag. I'll there was like two good songs yeah. on there, and out of I don't know twenty. Yeah, it was way too show. much music, fam. Way too much. <laughs> um, That's the most trash features ever put and out. I have not loved him on a lot of features that I've heard of him. So, right. like again, I know he's talented, and I know he can rap. I know he can do all this stuff, but 
I haven't really seen him put it together. Yeah. Here's my and... issue. He, I feel like oversaturated himself before he even got to this project with stuff that was insignificant. Yeah. He hasn't really done anything super significant outside of this thing song. And I mean, his A&R or PR, whoever it was, manager maybe, hyped this shit up saying it's like, it's ready to die. His, you know, <laughs> reasonable doubt. What? I'm already like rolling my eyes. Like, okay, like, okay, bro. Uh, yeah. I didn't really believe that in the first place. And, but, you know, got my expectations up a little bit thinking like, okay, maybe this is really, really showing me something. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just not for me, but I just don't really relate to the teenage emo angst that wave that is going through hip hop right now. Like, yeah. There are some cool moments here and there, but I feel like I've we've already kind of been through this phase ourselves, you know, <laughs> we've already heard this from like actual like emo rock bands who mm-hmm. do it way better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it feels like they're kind of just cheap imitations of that. And when they try and like when he tries to sing, mm-hmm. like really sing, it's fucking horrible. He can't sing. <laughs> yeah, he's so I don't he's know why he doesn't just singer. stick to melodies. He's what, not a singer. What's crazy is he almost sounds like he's trying to get in the post Malone lane. But Post Malone can actually sing. That's what the problem is. He's trying to get into a lane that he's not equipped for. Right. And he's like doing alternative rock on some songs and shit like that. And trying it's just like yeah. What are you? What are you, fam? Because he's not... There was, like, two, like, rap songs on the And album. those were the best songs on here. But I was mad was at when the title. when he was doing a rap song. Because one of them is Syphilis. And I was like, uh, why you gotta title the song Syphilis, bro? Like, <laughs> I don't even want to listen to it because of the title. But it's... It, that was, like... That's a hard song for him in terms of rapping. But it's not like out my a way. Great song. It's tough, like, and it's just like your best is best strength. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. His best strength is rapping, and you can still have that kind of emo aesthetic yeah. sound, whatever. I don't care. But when you sing, it is fucking horrible. And well, see, so that's the problem is because Juice World's fan base now is who's this fan the base? singing fan base because that's really for all he puts who? out as singles like i just don't understand like who's actual fan base is like i don't see the you. trippy red like, fan base the like because trippy red like you gotta think see but trippy red still can't raps sing. for the most part because when trippy red sings he's horrible too yeah that's why i didn't like his like Last two projects. What's crazy is nah, his last his last project was tough, but it was decent. It was better than yeah, the one before tough. that. It was better than the one before that. It was way better than the one before yeah, that. Yeah, because he, he rapped more on that one. He rapped way more. Yeah, yeah. But so that's what he we're wasn't saying. Doing, really, is he that wasn't Juice doing World, what Juice World is doing right now, which is trying to be like an alternative rock artist. Yeah. Like that's not your lane. And your songs you're making aren't really interesting anyways. Like, you're talking <laughs> about generic emo shit. Like, it's not like it's anything brand new. And I get it. It's like this new generation yeah. that's really, like, his main fan and core base. But, again, like, for us, like, for me, like I said, it might just not be for me because 
I've heard these same things already from like actual emo bands. Yeah. Well, the other thing for me too is like, even though we're saying he's a good rapper, when he raps, he still to me sounds like other people in his age group that do that. This, like, this is what I'm saying. Like YB and Corday. What are you? Uh, it sounds like he emulates a little of that here and there. Uh, even XXX Tentacion, it feels like he's oh, got him he, all over the album. It's the, all over. The, the whole setup sounds like an X project setup. Yeah. Except X's shit was, they were like one minute long, so two minute long, short hits that you couldn't really be like, I hate this so much. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear four minutes of this, but this one is tr- feels like it's trying too hard oh yeah to fit that modern hip hop wave definitely cuz i don't know what he is like what's his identity on here i have no idea i can't find it i have no idea i have no idea what his sound is here i i just want one song just give me one good song and i'll consider you an artist right now juice world isn't somebody that i'm going to talk about Unless, like, like it, this project didn't prove to me that he's a good artist. It just proved no. that he likes to make music. And it really disappointed me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was... Considering... We've, underwhelming. Oh, it's not like, you know, it's not like this is a new wave because we've been had it since, like, Uzi and Yachty and shit like that. Yeah. So, even in those terms, which they feel even older compared to, like, <laughs> you know, like, people like Trip and shit, which is fucking crazy. But... I feel like you've been hearing this sound for so long that now it's like, okay, now you're still trying to ride this exact same type of sound. It's not even new anymore. So it's mm-hmm. like, you're not even doing it as good as these other artists. Like, for me, I was comparing it to Trippie Guy's last project, and it was not even close to as good as Trippie's last project. Yeah. It actually made me close. like Trippie Red more, <laughs> to be honest. I, like, appreciate like, what he contributes. I deadass, deadass, after I listened to it, I said, you know, let me go to this trippy project again and see what he was trying to do. And I was like, yeah, no, (laughs) it's not the same. Like, it's not because he's trippy's got songs like Topanga and and all these other songs that actually fucking hit. Yeah, they bump, they ride. And he doesn't like overstay his singing. Like he doesn't try on at least on the last one anymore. Like force it too much. So I don't. It just. I don't know. Nah. Juice World feels like an industry plant. <laughs> <laughs> They're really pushing him. Like Dog, really his visibility is so high without Fucking having good music right out. For having one song that was off of Sting's biggest fucking hit in his ever. Dude. Like, come on, bro. It's not like a hard thing to do to use that beat and kind of like. Get people in their feelings about that was the whole point of the song, like in the yeah, first place. Exactly. This is why it's one of the most sample songs ever in hip hop. Like, come on, bro. Facts. So, I, I didn't really give him much respect for that, just because, like, okay, like, ooh. first time I heard it, I was like, everybody's like, oh, have you heard this song? I'm like, a hundred yeah, times from Sting, yeah, and a hundred <laughs> other people, like, yeah. <laughs> Facts. So. I can't give him credit for that. So and I've been waiting for him to like really have his own original identity. And mm-hmm. this is not it. No. I hope this isn't what he was going for because this is not it. No, he's, he's got work to do. That's what I feel. I feel like he's on the clock now. 
Yeah, this was, I don't know. And I haven't really heard, even from his so-called fan base, yeah. I have not heard them, like, really pushing this project. Like, like it's amazing. Honestly, what's weird is his people, like, talk is real silent, like, really silent. Like, super quiet. Like, there's no juice. I'm like, didn't talk. he just drop this massive, supposed to be debut project for, you know, a massive star? Yeah. But... Required. Yeah, I've been looking around, like kind of trying to feel to see the buzz and shit, and I'm just mm-hmm. not really seeing it. I think I saw one really positive review that was from like Pitchfork, and Pitchfork throws out huh. some garbage reviews sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. especially when it comes to hip hop. But other than that, I just been like, mm. yeah. Even his first single, "Hear Me Calling," it's been real, yeah, from you know people, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got work to do. Back to the drawing board, Juice. He did hit. I just looked it up. He did hit number one on Billboard 200. Not, I don't know how hard. It doesn't seem necessarily very hard these days, but. No. Huh. Well, who dropped? Like, nobody dropped. <laughs> uh, big? Hozier? Mm. Maybe mm. same time. I don't know if it was at the same time or not. But nobody really. Yeah, uh, yeah hip hop's the biggest know. genre. A hip hop album came out, <laughs> but the artist with high visibility numbers are gonna go up. He's good for the first week, uh, and then I'm sure I looked. Pitchfork gave it a six point eight, so I guess it wasn't the. That's pretty high for them, for sure. Yeah. Huh? It's just. Yeah. No, I feel like very songs that were good, he ruined by either doing what they trying to yeah, hard. like things were either overcomplicated or simplified in the wrong areas that like nothing felt like his lane, like nothing, yeah. like like oh, this is what you do, yeah, yeah. The only other songs that I liked, um, flaws and sins, and uh, fast. I guess for pools, but I like out my way for the five. oh yeah. But that was like the most rap song on the whole fucking thing. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, there's a good four tracks for I you guys, know. and then everything else is just kind of I have no feeling towards whatsoever. So I was I so know. mad when I saw how long his album was though. <laughs> Stupid too, and every song is pretty long. Like there's some five minute songs here. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, never nah. again, Juice World. I don't know. He's just trying too fucking hard. Facts. But you guys, let us know what you thought about Death Race. Uh, what's it called? Death. Death Race for Love, right. Juice World's debut album. <clears throat> Do you think it lived up to all the hype? Do you think he really showed off what he is capable of? Are you kind of disappointed, like we were. Are you one of his younger fans? Like, do you like his kind of singing emo style, whatever? <laughs> Let us know in the comments wherever this goes up. So, final topic <laughs> I really wanted to talk about was our main discussion was there was an article or interview in Playboy uh, between Nas and Travis Scott, or Nas was basically interviewing Travis Scott. It's actually really good. Um, I heard about it. I haven't got to see or 
Yeah, check out the interview. It's really good. You should definitely check it out. Everybody should definitely give it a look. Uh, Playboy apparently doesn't do full nudity anymore, so or I think or any nudity really. So they still have some really good articles apparently now. <laughs> so you should definitely check it out. Um, they talk about a lot of stuff. So I'm not gonna talk about everything that they talk about, but I want to kind of debate and discuss. A topic that Nas brought up when he was talking about like greatness, what he considers like greatness, and his definition of being like a great or having greatness is longevity and having longevity in the game and consistent longevity throughout the game and hip hop and music in general. And mm-hmm. you know, not just hip hop, I think it applies, he was applying to basically everything in music. And I kind of want to get your thoughts on that. Do you think as to, for an artist to really be considered great, like all-time great, mm-hmm. that they have to be have a long career full of like success. Mm-hmm. That's a question. That's a good question. Um, but then because there are lots of artists out there that came out super hot, a lot of strong debut like prop stuff, and then faded mm-hmm. fast. This is that really diminish how great they were at the time? Um, I don't know. That's really hard to say because I guess we would have to like start thinking about... <laughs> I mean, I guess there's just there's levels to it, right? So like for for the, the, the pure undisputed um, greatness, I, I, I think your music would... Your music would have to at least be played more than 10 years. Like people would have to care about it a decade later. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know, they don't necessarily have to be alive per se, but I feel like that at least a hit of theirs or like a few songs should have I mean, I would say culture. like, uh, obviously prime example would be Biggie for sure, because I'm pretty sure he's at the top of most people's list or near the top, yeah. including Nas. And he only had two albums before he was killed. So he didn't have like a ton of time and longevity. Mm-hmm. But his influence was so fucking massive. It's stale. And I don't think Nas would ever say that he's not great, you know? So. Right. His whole. So I was just. But, like, his music's I mean, still for, being played. So, like, that's still yeah. in the, what I was saying. It's like, you know, more than a decade. Okay, later. so, for example, Nelly. Nelly. Came out with a good two, three albums that were. Massive chart topping. That's a good question. Wave kind of wave starting kind of songs and music, but then you know, music happened and life happened and it kind yeah. of fell off real strong. That's kind of hard to say where his legacy will end up being reflected on, like, because he's kind of. In I don't know. That's hard. Who would you say had a better career, him or Ja Rule? I would say him in terms of longevity, because I think he had more you think like, about, a longer period. Well, Ja Rule had those Ashanti hits. He had the like Bobby Brown. I would say joint. Ja Rule had, uh, and that was in the middle than, of the beef with Fifty. He pulled out are they the bigger the than Bobby country grammar and all that. I don't know. I. Saying whose hits were bigger is going to be a tough one. But 
I think Daru had like a very bright point for sure. Yeah. But I think Nelly's years and run was longer. Mm-hmm. And in terms of album like hits, like albums that were considered like basically like Nellyville and Country Grammar were basically considered like instant top hip hop albums were as Jaru I think was more hits. So I would say Nelly. Uh, okay. Yeah, because we go to we go to Nelly for albums more than than Jaru. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess you would have to put Nelly would be great, but I don't think. But that's a whole other. I don't thing. think most people would put him as in the greatness category. I don't know. I think he's a fringe. Yeah. I think he's on the fringe. Because I think that part of what makes you great is the type of work that you're recognized for. And mm-hmm. Nelly's music that are hits are dance like non like they're non substance like things essentially. Yeah, they're they're hits. They're just hits. They're just like yeah, they're just you know, so like when we think about like Biggie, his work has hits, but there's also another level of I guess substance involved that I don't necessarily think you would get from a Nelly. So I think that separates them in terms of greatness. So they still are checking similar boxes, but then I think greatness even has something else. So I don't know if Nelly mm-hmm. would be great, great. He'd he'd be like a a second tier greatness. <clears throat> so I I mean I kind of the the topic I'd be thinking it made me pull up you know kind of really research in terms of not just hip hop but music in general. Mm-hmm. One hit album wonders. Mm. And, you know, some of the greatest out there. And kind of questioning, like, would they be considered, you know, still like greats and greatness in their, you know, in their genres, Mm -hmm. even though they only had like one massive album? Yeah. And obviously, Two names really come to mind out that list: Lauren Hill mm. and Sex Pistols. Uh, that's interesting. And yes, I think most people would undoubtedly say they're great and hold them up as like examples of moments. But at the same time, they only had that one flash. So how do we know that they're these great artists? if they weren't able to replicate it or didn't replicate it. Well, see, that's a murky thing, too. Because for me, as a Lauren Hill fan, I don't just think of the miseducation as her qualifications. I think of, like, the sister act wanted to when she killed, like, uh, his eyes on the sparrow. Like, that little 30 seconds of snippet is, like, amazing. Or, like... There's just those type of moments outside of just the music career that seem to transcend. And the Fugees. She had the Fugees, too. The Fugees, like, you know. Which, again, was also basically So even before wonder. The Miseducation, Lauren Hill was, I feel like, already a legend for, for being a lead in a a three-person group. Like, both two men and, and her as a female in hip-hop. I think that was, like, already a legendary pairing. And then because they already had... The um 
um, what's the song? Storm of pain. What's the song? Um, Killing me softly. Yeah, Killing me softly. So like she already had Killing me softly before she had the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Right. So would she but... been a legend in her own right without the miseducation? If she was just the artist with the Fujis? Or would it have to be just the Fujis lumped together? Uh, if she was just with the Fujis, yeah. I don't think she, she... No, she for sure wouldn't be held up in the same light as she is now. The solo was that solo was the one that really... Yeah, catapulted her. Put her into that, you know, greatness type of category. Mm-hmm. And people still kind of put her up there. But my thing is, how do we know? Because, like Nas is saying, longevity... He's basically the one who keep giving us that excitement. And yeah, of course, her album was one of the greatest albums that was ever fucking made in modern history. But I think it was almost smart of her not to try to follow that up because yeah. that could have taken her out of that greatness conversation. Because how do we know that she would have even been able to even come close to that again or even, you know. Well, facts. I think that. You know, so I, I think she, she did it right. Games it in that way. I mean, she gave us a little, you know, mixtape with the unplugged, and that was good enough for me. So, <laughs> you know, four or five I mean, of the songs are the same. You know, guitar point. strum. That's cool. You know, I I don't care. I I still love that that unplugged shit for me. Honestly, I I listened to that like every day for a year once. I think like the shit was so fire to me. Like you know, a decade ago. That like, I don't know. I still think she's got it like that. Cause like honestly, when you think about Nas, like we're, I'm not gonna just forget that he put a project out with Kanye that wasn't so hot. So like, nece- not necessarily saying like putting out music in your longevity means that you're great. Like everything's great. Like everything's not great, Nas. You know, no. <laughs> like, but <laughs> over a long period. His great has definitely outweighed his not great. Yeah, but I think more people would argue that Nas has less great projects than, like, from top to bottom. Like, I don't... Than who? I don't know. I don't know, man. Some people didn't like Godson. Some people didn't like, uh... Um... Nigger. Like, those are albums that didn't necessarily do well commercially. Like, Godson, Godson did, well. did do well. Godson did do well. I feel like that one aged really well too. But I don't know. I feel like there was controversy at the time when it came out. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, and then you have somebody like Sex Pistols who really did only drop one album length project, but yeah. their influence on fucking music and punk and garage band sound and. Even now, with like emo rap and shit, is undeniable. Yeah, yeah, their influence is crazy, unfucking deniable. But again, how do we know that they <laughs> do it again? I don't know. That's the though. That's the thing. I feel like it's the impact too. You know, it's like because Nas didn't have to put out that last project. His impact comes from what he's already done. So like, he could still put out something. I mean, though. Nas could Nas could have stopped after Illmatic. Yeah, facts. And then you've been, would he bring us? I mean, we go down as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. It's 
it's just kind of like <laughs> the greatness conversation. Like, how great can we say you are? Well, so what about this then? So he was with Travis Scott. So if Travis Scott didn't put out another album, could he be great? Because Sicko Mode did like the numbers no one else has ever done, and like his album was so highly acclaimed. Is he is he good? I mean, he's had multiple projects. Yeah. So is he like? Can he stop making music? He's, I don't know. I don't think he's like you said, substance. I don't think it's on the same level as these people that people hold up as like legends. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You even say like a Kanye, like, yeah. yeah, he's got hits, massive hits, but it's kind of below those hits and below like the surface of what's saying and like the substance of what he's saying. It, I think it holds even more weight Yeah. in terms of like how great somebody is. Mm-hmm. So like, for me, somebody even like Future, like his impact is undeniable. Yeah. But I don't think he'll ever be considered great on like a Wayne or like other artists mm-hmm. from the South just because yeah. substance. Facts. I feel you. Yeah. But I think his impact is maybe not quite as big as Wayne's, but as big as almost anybody else. In the past decade from fucking this out. Yeah. On the other artists. That's true. Oh, did you hear they announced uh, What a Time 2? Yeah. We'll see if that actually yeah, happens. I don't know. We'll see. But <laughs> we'll I see. think that might just be a gimmick. But it'd be dope if they did it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, just, it's it's a hard question. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, there, there has to be a moment that changes the I f- you know, like, I feel like there has to be obvious influence in other people in the industry, like, from that. I mean, because, like you said, like, Nas tried to, like, define it as more, like, longevity and, you know, how long they can do it. And I think it's longevity more in terms of not necessarily length of career and, like, being impactful throughout your career, no matter how long it is, but more, like, in terms of the music and how longevity the actual music you make will be, mm-hmm. you know, five, ten years down the line yeah. from when you made it. And obviously Nas is definitely considered great because 20 plus years later, people still hold and talk about Illmatic. I still listen to Illmatic. So it's like, yeah. obviously that's fucking great and iconic and legendary. But same with Lauren Hill. Like, yeah, like she only had the one. But I'll give her the greatness status just because I can still throw it on to this day. And like, oh, yeah. Run it front to back, front like to back. It gives you that same kind of feeling, you know, when you first heard it. Same with Sex Pistols, and it's just like, so for me, I I kind of define greatness as like longevity, but more so, like you said, impact on the game mm-hmm. and like in years down the line and artistry, you know, because a lot of people can have a, a immediate impact when they land, mm-hmm. a lot like Nelly, but it doesn't like carry on. Like the ripples aren't felt. Yeah, see that's crazy. Five, years down. We were talking about two chains. How do you feel about two chains in this conversation? Because I know you said underrated, kinda, but do you think he's a great super underrated? Um, I don't I don't think he's had that project. Yeah. Even with this one. Like I think it's a great project, but I don't think it's the one that's gonna ripple on for years. Like people look back like, damn, you remember when this came out, you remember this? Like mm-hmm. For me, 50 is a great because... Oh, hands down. 
Fifty and Fifty put out like ripples, three almost classics. Like the ripples are insane, and it's just like get rich or die trying. It's crazy. I don't think I don't think anybody's gonna say like, "Yo, remember when Pretty Girl like Trap Music dropped and shit like that?" Like, mm-hmm. like I can tell you exactly where I was when Fifty Cent's album came out. That's yeah. how like crazy it was, <laughs> yeah. and how it was all I heard for a good year straight for real. being played at school. Like, yeah, yeah, he made a a new word when he came out. Wanks to it was added to the dictionary. Like that's some greatness, <laughs> nigga. Shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, pretty sure he sold he sold more records than MJ. So yeah, with one album went twelve times platinum. Yeah, so, I mean, like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't. I now I don't think. I don't think it's as impactful as say "Reasonable Doubt" or "Illmatic" or "Ready to Die" or shit like that, or "All Eyes on Me" or Lauren Hill shit. Mm. Because I think the music from that album, which obviously I think is one of my favorite albums of all time, is very much tied to that time period it came out. Yeah. Like I don't think this generation of kids really know. Mm. Get rich, I trying. Don't really consider it like a timeless classic. But I think even if they heard like Jay Z shit or Nas or Lauryn Hill shit, they would consider it like kind of timeless. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like how often? How often do you hear shit from from Get Rich, I Try? Because I still hear shit from Lauryn Hill's being played on something, some in some form somewhere. I still hear from Amanda being played some form on some medium, some way, somehow. Mm. Mm. Was in the club on Get Rich? Yep. I still hear in the club. I don't know where you hear in the club still. <laughs> in the club is like a warm up. It's like it's like when you get to the club too early. <laughs> that's what they play on that's what they play at nine. <laughs> yeah, then I for sure have not heard it in the club but... Uh, so I think he he definitely has an impact, but I just don't think it's the same level as like those. That shit's that shit's more timeless, I think. Yeah, no, I feel you. That makes sense. That's an interesting question, but though. yeah, like it's just I don't think there's one clear answer. I just thought it was like, damn, I was like, damn, I don't know if I really agree with that. Right. Yeah, because that's that's a slippery slope talking about them. There's so many. Because honestly. Examples, Low like key, I said, we're talking Hill, about impacts. XXX Tentacion might go down as a great. I don't think so. I said might. Because if we're looking at his impact right now, like we just talked about Juice World, half his album is. Uh, I think X-copy. his impact is. Yeah, but I think his impact is more f- for stuff outside of music than just the music. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, that's that's the stuff that like is attached to it. Like Drake's name's attached to part of X's legacy. Like there's a lot of weird stuff that happened while he was here. And I feel like him in the game yeah, was very impactful. I didn't really feel like his music was that impactful until like around the time he died. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if there's anyone that died too soon from this new generation that had a chance to be a great, it would be it would have been X. 
Cause I th- it would have been Lil Peep. Well, I think X had a bigger audience. I think he had more people where, yeah, more people knew who XXX for, Tentac- for the more, more people were aware for the fuckery. Well, more people, yeah, okay, but I'm saying more ears, not for the music again. More not people, for the music. are you going to agree or disagree that more people know who XXX Tentacion is? Yes or no? For sure. Okay, so don't disagree, dog. That's what I'm saying. Because of the fuckery. It doesn't matter what it was. The fact is We're talking about music. You said, well, great, and we're talking about music. Music, we just just set the terms that music does not find just what greatness is. We said impact and influence. We said that's part of it. I said, no, we said impact. So, question mark, isn't the album that. That what? I don't know, to man. Be what it was around before then, people's around before then. Like all these artists were doing the same, was doing the shit before. Yeah, he died. but nobody knew. Literally, nobody knew who Peep's music was until he died. Like people already knew. I agree. I didn't I agree, listen to his project. But we said who had the chance to be great and musically, Little Peep. Okay, not a question. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying who still X. The both of them You're are saying dead. I'm saying because people knew XXX him more. I'm not talking about notoriety. I'm talking about music to possibly be a great. I'm saying possibly. I'm saying more people. What he's done is is actually a little bit more impressive than a lot of people who've been in the game for ten, fifteen years. Who's that? Huh? Who? Like who? No, you talking about X? Yeah. There's certain artists that. It never popped that are not going to be... There's a lot of artists that never popped. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, X... I'm not denying the fact that X had popularity and popped on a kind of mainstream... Not even mainstream, but kind of mainstream way. Yeah. But... He's got a cold fan base. We were talking about musically great. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. We were talking about notoriety. I'm saying there's differences. There's differences. I'm just saying, I didn't even know a single X song for like a year, but I knew who he was because of the fuckery. Right. You knew, you've heard it. You knew what Look At Me was, though. You already heard that song. I didn't know it. First of all, I didn't know it was an X song. It sounded like a song. I've. It's, first of all, the sample is definitely a song I've heard before. I just can't name it. It's not like a brand new song. So yeah. I knew the song because I've heard that sample before. Yeah. But I didn't know a single X song or project other than that. Which I didn't even know was his song. Right. For a year. Before until like right. finally heard like question mark. But what I'm also saying is that artists like Denzel Curry, artists like Juice World, artists like oh, all these other artists are emulating his sound. I agree. But I, I was think like, they're emulating well, him. See, they, X wasn't is, emulating, you know, like a, a uh, trippy red. He wasn't trying people. to do trippy red's thing. He was definitely taking shit from people. Oh, I'm 100%. That's why That's why there's the track. That's why there's the collab track. <laughs> so if, this is my argument. This is what I'm saying. So if they, Yeah, but we're trying well, to act like people don't take stuff time, from people. All the greats If they that. had years to go, I'm saying, if they were still around so had, you know, years ago, musically, I think people would have created way more timeless shit than he would have. Yeah, I guess across the board. Yeah, I guess it would have to be the universal acceptance. 
I guess he's. It was happening. It was. I knew of Pete before he died. Like it was happening. Like the buzz was definitely growing before he passed. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It was just that. Like right when he was really starting to like get that main general awareness, he died. And then when he died, then it like obviously launched him even higher because people are always interested in like shit. People dying too soon, of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying, musically for me, for sure, he had way more, I think, potential musically. When? No. I think X would had great concepts, but yeah, I, he barely had a full song. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, what are we talking here? Yeah. Well, I think they'll Let both be looked at album. in the past I mean, as, question mark a full album. as, I guess, in important influential artists of their time if not x is definitely influential of course okay cool but going down as a great uh he'll go down as he'll be notorious for sure yeah Yeah. but musically he's different yeah not everybody can be a great even if you've been in the game for 30 years you know what about T.I.? And to be able to do it with to be able to do it one album? Is T.I. a great? It's fucking impressive. That's a good question. Because he's, he's teetered yes, in the some line. Some say no. He's very close. Yeah. I just think, in recent, again, longevity <laughs> can kind of come back to bite you in the ass because he's still putting out stuff, but it's not, doesn't have that same reach right. like his shit used to have. So, yeah. people think he fell off because oh you're putting out music I've never heard it blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but he's had some obviously huge moments in his career yeah Paper Trail is Paper Trail is legendary one of the best albums of like that decade yeah yeah Paper Trail is undeniable yeah it wasn't it has one of the biggest songs of the decade on it it had like two of the biggest songs of that decade <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, and I think, and that was the one that really made me super respect him as a, as a rapper because he is bars from crazy on there. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's close. He's very close. Great is a very hard thing to define when it comes to musicians. Yeah. But I think there are definitely certain ones that are objectively, universally accepted as greats. Yeah. And I don't think Ti is one of them. At least not yet. Maybe when he's really done and, you know, yeah. looking back, maybe. He's definitely an OG. We just don't know. Because if we're talking about that, then, like, why isn't Master P considered a great? Mm. Or Trick Daddy. That, they're not on the same level. Master P, impact-wise, and independent artist, and being on Forbes. And As an individual, started. but Trick Daddy helped more other artists' careers. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, people really sleep on Master P if we're talking really, really. Well, Master honest. P is like the other J Prince. <laughs> He's like J Prince too, two point Just saying, <laughs> which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Actually, J Prince taught Master P. I'm pretty sure. They're legends, but great. I don't know, legend for sure. Yeah, Ti can be a legend, considered a great. It's up for debate. Yeah. 
it's hard to be great, especially in music, man. Yeah. What about Andre? He like didn't put time? out a solo project. We call Andre a great. Uh, Does Love Below but, count as a solo but project? But it's out. But his, but yeah, again, like it's outcast shit. But we don't say out. We say outcast, but then we also say Andre by himself. I mean, people say it for Love Below, and and that's not even rap. <laughs> like, no, that's what's crazy. But it's special. It's special for sure. That shit changed the game, it's just, fam. It's just special. I feel like right, so. I mean, I feel like that gave birth to jo- Janelle Monet. Like the love below, that gave birth to a lot of people. It definitely influenced Cuddy. It definitely influenced Yay. Like it influenced a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Made it cool to do other shit outside of just rapping. <clears throat> Word. Well, we're going on a tangent. I could keep bringing up artists. <laughs> like, oh, what about what about? <laughs> so, yeah, this is definitely a never-ending <laughs> conversation that I don't think we'll ever come to a consensus decision on. But what do you guys consider, you know, what's your kind of criteria for considering, like, artists, great artists, and what it takes to really be considered an all-time great? Is it longevity? Is it impact? Is it influences? Like, a combination of, of everything? You know, let us know what you guys think. Uh, we thought about, you know, what Nas said and what not, and let us know who you consider your all-time greats. But, yeah, that is it for... This podcast, before we get out of here, went to, of course, name some of the upcoming projects dropping this week and next week. Yeah, I feel like we've had a little lull. I'm waiting for... There hasn't been a ton. There's still not going to be a ton. Um, American Football is dropping a project called American Football LP3. Motley Crue is doing the Dirt soundtrack, of course, for their biopic that's coming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, we never talked about Zachary. Yeah, that there's him and a bunch of other projects. I'm saving for. We might do another one. Uh, probably going to do another one next week. So we're going to talk about some more projects. Um, let me see. Oh, Rich the Kids dropping. Those are all, those two I named are coming out. March 22nd. You said what? Rich the Kid, The World is Yours too. March 22nd. Flume is dropping a mixtape. Ooh. Who? You said Flume? Flume is dropping a Hi, This is Flume, a mixtape. Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for that. That sounds lit. It's dropping March tomorrow, March 20th. Oh, swag. Oh yeah, um, Lamb Chop is uh, dropping an album called This. It's what I wanted to tell you. Christian Scott is dropping uh, Ancestral Recall. Christian Scott was actually an artist featured in one of, well, an upcoming, I guess not even not yet, an upcoming article about some modern jazz artists kind of reviving this sound. Mm. <clears throat> Let me see what else for March 22nd. Andrew Bird, my finest work yet. 
Nav apparently is dropping a mixtape. My bad habits. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Even though Nav, I don't really fuck with. Yeah, he put out a single. I heard and I hated it. I was mad. It, it felt like <laughs> he puts a out a lot of shit. And just like I hate. It felt this. like a throwaway from his last project. So he feels like a throwaway from a lot. Of <laughs> um, Facts. Maverick Saber. When I wake up, Wallows. Nothing happens. Yeah, that's it for March twenty second. Yeah, I'm gonna do that and leave it at that. Because like I said, we'll be back. I'm we'll be back next week for another podcast to kind of make up. So and to talk about some of the stuff we didn't get to talk about this one. Yeah. So that is it for today's episode of the Music Files. Again, today's date was March nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen. If you have any comments, questions, topic suggestions, you can do so in the comments down below, wherever this is posted, wherever you, you know, kind of listen to us or watch us. And you can also email us directly at podcast at livinglifefearless.co or fill out a form at livinglifefearless.co slash podcast. <coughs> and it might make a future show or we might just email you directly. Again, if you like, if you're liking this content, uh, please leave this uh Episode a like, subscribe wherever you kind of listen to us. It helps us out greatly, and we know you know what kind of content to keep putting out. And if you like any of the gear that I rock in these videos, you should definitely head on over to the site. We got a lot of great stuff. Um, yep. Got the hoodie, the beanie on. Doris is going to grab a coffee table book. Yeah, just give me one we second. We get out of here. It's not in here. Forgot to grab it before the production. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, what I'm talking about the coffee table book is that for months, we have kind of secretly been working on a way to physically put together a physical uh, something. And we're back, folks. All the great content <laughs> that we have made over the past year or so with our incredible team of writers. So, we got the front here. <coughs> And photographers, so if you're watching this podcast, you can see Doris is holding up the Cultured AF. Super sleek. It's called Culture as Fuck, Cultured AF, Volume 1. We got the bag, Living Life Fearless, Volume 1. We got All Black, by Pages. And then you can see. Great pictures. Got all kinds of articles from our site. Yep. We've got our interviews. You can see Marvin Teray. And we've got their images. It's actually really dope. Some of our uh, concert. But yeah, it's swag. Yep, full of pictures, full of articles, full of interviews, just full of the content that we have kind of put out over the past year or so. Designed by yours truly, came out really great, about 90 pages, makes for a great centerpiece or just an entertaining read. It's something that we really wanted to kind of just get out to people and, you know, you may even see see the books at some shows around New York, so Facts. definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, but again, a lot of great stuff on the site now. Yeah. Then keep pumping it out. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for continuing to join us. Cop one. Kind of joining in the conversation. <clears throat> Got a lot of great stuff upcoming, so please stay tuned. Until then, 
catch you guys soon. Uh, keep doing what do we living life fearless, y'all? Yes, sir. And we'll be back shortly with more. Peace. <laughs>